Hello, and welcome to The Marvel Virgin, a podcast all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Paul, and I'm a Marvel Virgin. And my name is Kaylee, and I'm a Marvel whore. For each episode, Paul is watching a Marvel movie or TV series for the very first time, and with my help, we'll be delving into the good and not-so-good aspects of the MCU, and navigating the secrets and intricacies of this big and complex universe. If you'd like to send in any questions, comments, factoids, or even if you'd like to correct anything we've said, after all, we're not perfect, then you can tweet us at the Marvel Virgin. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the show. So today we're returning to Runaways with their second yes. of three seasons. Yes, well, it's actually done quite well, really, in terms of the number of seasons it's got. It did a, it, it's aver- all the seasons have averaged three, other than Entrance from Shield, which seems to just be ongoing. But and Inhumans. And in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd wipe that one from my memory. Well, that's probably what everyone involved has done as well. Mm. They were like, just casually leave it off the CV. Like I said before, it's nice to go from a really hefty, violent Netflix series into something that's got a bit more kind of whimsy family friendliness to it like when people get shot you don't see blood so it looks like quite a pleasurable experience <laughs> yeah. you know? or like a relaxation acupuncture type vibe yeah yeah like an alternative healing kind of thing yeah. you just ah, get shot the soothing massage of bullets pulsating through my skin whereas in netflix someone gets shot in the arm and it looks like just it looks like the most painful thing in the whole world or someone gets thrown into a blender or something which i guess it would be painful to be shot well yeah i would 100% assume that it would be the most painful thing in the world people need to know like i feel like in films people get shot in the arm and they're always like i'm okay and you're like are you because it doesn't seem like you should be but sometimes in films people get shot stabbed knocked over the head and stuff and they keep going and yes I'm like, what? We're going to talk about this next week when we do the Punisher. Like, like the characters keep going, haven't been shredded. <laughs> oh my god! Same in Scream. I was thinking about this. The Scream villain, the Scream. I don't know what you call him. The killer, basically. He will be Ghostface. Shoved... He's called Ghostface, yeah. isn't he? Oh, Ghostface. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, he gets like shoved down the stairs, hit in the face, you know, knocked out in a car crash. Everything goes on, and he's always fine. So that's what they make fun of in Scary Movie when she's running up the stairs. She throws things at him, and there's like a piano, her grandmother, and he just keeps going. <laughs> and they're always like, I think the scary thing about Ghostface is that he's fast. Whereas normally it's someone like Jason, who's like a slow walking, never ending horror thing. It's like a zombie chasing. It is. I've only ever seen the first Scream film, but I think that is the genius of it is that when the, the killer moves around, you know that this is a person, not some kind of. You know, we watched um, Halloween on Halloween for the first, the original Halloween. And it is it is very much set up as a this person is like barely human. He's he just barely moves throughout the whole thing. When he does, it's all slow and zombie like. Whereas the screen killer is just a regular person who has to scuttle around and hide. And, you know, and it's all like a scramble when they fight. It's a it's an actual scramble, isn't it? Which is it's just so much more realistic, well, realistic in inverted commas. Yes. But it feels more scary in a weird way because you're like, mm. oh, I don't know why the stakes are lower, maybe, but they feel higher at the same time. I suppose you're like, well, that's how it would happen if someone invaded my home and rang me a thousand times and and chased me across the lawn and stabbed me lots, and I was Drew Barrymore. Like that's how it would happen if I was Drew Barrymore. 
things would be very different. I would have probably left the house much sooner than she did. <laughs> Everyone's always very chilled in these horror films. They was like, I'm going to flirt with the killer for a while on the phone. And you're like, really? Mm, I don't know. She, he's wearing that girl's mask and it's kind of hot. <laughs> I like it when people are creepy and don't show any regard for personal boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the runaways. Runaways. Is, is it, yes, is it, runaways is nothing like that. There's not one drop of blood. Um, there is like there's fighting and there's there's scrambles and things, but it's a bit bit more clean cut, I suppose. Which is weird for a Hulu show because they are the people of Handmaid's Tale. They're very integral. They are, aren't they? But then I guess it's also a Disney thing too. Um, That's true. And Disney are very not integral. No, they're really not. And they're well, more no. people falling from great heights and you never know if they you'd never see them die but you know that they have exactly they disappear into the abyss don't they yeah, yeah. there's always a bit of fog yes there's a bit of <laughs> fog or i suppose hunchback of notre dame is the exception where you see him fall into lava yes mm. the lava is confusing in that film actually i forgot that it, was there <laughs> it completely disobeys the laws of dyna of of, of physics of thermodynamics <laughs> everything yeah it's just it's one cauldron that suddenly turns into a total volcano <laughs> I forgot that Paris has a volcanic bed underneath and somehow it. you can flood that entire square with one cauldron of love yeah it doesn't make any sense <laughs> anyway runaways what do we think what do we think it's um we like we I liked the first series um I think it was really lovely escapism and it if if I was 17 I'd, I I said that if I was 17 I'd love it because it's about rebelling against your parents and every every teenager wants to rebel against their parents and these teenagers actually have a good reason to do so and it's kind of that's nice little escapism of like yeah I wish my parents sacrificed people because then I could be like I'm gonna run away and then have a good reason for it. <laughs> what did you think <laughs> of the second season did that vibe? Yeah. It was it was fine. It was really it was n- nice entertainment. I think it probably didn't need thirteen episodes this season. Oh, no. I don't think many shows do though. No, I mean sometimes they do. Never more, never more than thirteen. But um, this one could have been done in like eight to ten. I think there was a lot of like filler, and filler can be good. Like let's face it, Game of Thrones <laughs> is about ninety percent filler, but um, it's it wasn't like great filler. You know, some of it was quite felt quite inconsequential, but the characters are really fun. And you, you, I love the idea of like rebelling against bad parents, having a pet dinosaur, as, yes. which is always really cool. And this time they've gone one step further. They've got a really cool X Men style hideout. Yeah, they do. They do. In the comic book, it's a slightly different look outside, but um, the inside looks exactly the same. Oh, does it? <laughs> That's yeah. so cool that they did that. They did a really good job there. <laughs> I love how it's like a, it's like an old abandoned mansion. It's probably been there for ages. It's probably got like mildew and rot and rats and stuff like that. But it looks like the most comfortable place to be in. Like it looks, it looks like super host Airbnb style stuff, you know? If you're going to be a squatter, this is the place to squat. This is the place we highly recommend. It's in the middle of absolute <laughs> nowhere. You can't see it, but it's really comfortable in there. And it's weird that nobody claims it as their own, you know? No, there's no explanation for why this thing is there, is there? I would be very suspicious as to why it had been abandoned. You know, in my head, it should be haunted or there should be a drug, you know, operation going from the basement or something. It's weird that it's just been mm. abandoned. But It is, yeah. Yeah, I don't know whether they'll... 
explain anything in season three or whether there's there's nothing in the comic books that explains it is there do you know or i can't remember there being any i think it's just a piece of prime real estate that's been dumped is it, i love the convenience of it because they start off they where they run away they're staying in like homeless campsites which these homeless campsites look really really comfortable again um it's mm. like they just gone camping but I've been to LA. I've seen these campsites underneath bridges. They're not pleasant by the looks of them at all. And yeah. Oh no. Okay. I know the ones you mean. I've seen them on TV. They do not look nice. They they exist. Like it's LA is has a horrendous homeless problem. Um, because America's just in late stage capitalism and just betrays anyone with any kind of learning difficulty or poverty or whatever. But we won't go into that in too much detail. But it's it's it doesn't. It doesn't look as nice as it does in Runaways. Is it LA more than anywhere else in America? I don't know if it's any more statistically, but when I was in LA, I just I didn't like LA at all. It was it was um, some areas were quite nice, like the gentrified areas, but um, it, that all seemed a bit false when you drove around LA and saw just how many areas are actually just a bit rank and horrible, yeah. and including Sunset Boulevard, which is not nearly as nice as you'd think it would be. It's just ransacked with tourists litter everywhere there's just noise pounding everywhere and just like really shit street entertainers and it's yeah i just watching real housewives of beverly hills and they're all like i just love la i'm like well yeah because you live in freaking beverly hills like you're cut off from the outside world it's well it's the same as london i guess you always have the very expensive areas right near the very poor areas mm, yeah well so there we go i mean they're having a great time on the run. It's like the Famous Five, but in Marvel world. It is Famous Five-ish, isn't it? I suppose if this is appealing to children, you can't go too gritty. You're a little bit gritty, but not too gritty. I mean, so, a little bit of grit, just to show them it's not a great idea to go on the run. But exactly, yeah. Please don't, please don't run away from home. It's not that much fun. Although I guess it's also saying only go on the run if your parents are shape-shifting alien, you know, worshipping yeah, people. Or- or actually build weapons to try and hurt you, <laughs> which yes. they do in this. They go really hard with it, these parents. They do. Their discipline, you know, tactics aren't great. They need to watch some Super Nanny and realise that you need to love your child a bit more here. <laughs> yes, they have an odd way of showing their love. There is a sense of danger throughout. Like, you, it's not like, it's not all fluffy and lovely all the time. There's, there is a sense that, they need to get away from films. Like there's the there's the subplot involving um Alex and this guy Darius who does get murdered by Alex's own parents, and that gets quite dark, I guess. But even then, like we said, there's not like a drop of blood seen on screen. <laughs> and they've got like the little romances, which is quite nice. Yeah, yeah, the romance. I like Chase and Gert as a as a romance dynamic. I think they're really really interesting. Gert's a really good character because she also um you know brings out the aspect the mental health theme throughout that she struggles with um uh which i find really enjoyable um and the, the surprise lesbians are still there i still can't get over the surprise lesbians in the first i love that they're still surprise lesbians even now i'm still surprised that's the thing they just that's came it just came out there was no build-up to that there was no chemistry between them suddenly they're snogging i went oh this is happening now lovely <laughs> do you not know how lesbians act this is it <laughs> Disney's examined them for ages homosexual relationships and they've determined it's very different from any other kind of relationship for no apparent reason this is this is the gay agenda when people are like oh there's a gay agenda and some people go there is no gay agenda I'm like yeah there fucking is a gay agenda and it's surprise <laughs> it's the element of surprise <laughs> they like to bamboozle <laughs> exactly We and we are going to shove it down your throats actually <laughs> 
and that will be that. And you can just deal with it, like it or lump it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we like it in this instance. We do like it in this instance. We like that there are lesbians in there. We were just very taken aback by how random that storyline was. But you know what? Let's go with it. It's fine. Who needs build up? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just, just get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Jonah in this season. Jonah. Big, big, big bad. The big bad guy. I did like how the season was sort of in two halves. You had the first half involving him and then the second half where, because he gets killed, but then it kind of carries on, but then it goes off in a slightly different direction as well, which I thought yes. kept it kept it going at least. Maybe it didn't need 13 episodes, but it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't all dragged out too much or anything. It just, it managed to keep it, it freshened itself up halfway through, which was quite, quite clever bit of writing, I think, which was good. I just didn't, I think with Jonah, um, it's his whole thing is that he just wants to go home and as I understand he wants to go home he wants to free the spaceship from the bottom of the hole but um doing so could destroy LA and it didn't it obviously you know you're worried about destroying LA but I was sort of he's so evil but there's I felt like there needs to be a bit more sympathy for him I don't know I I didn't really feel much sympathy for him I was like oh just destroy the spaceship bury it I don't care his plot reminded me of um rocky horror show do you think i haven't i've only seen it once a long time ago um oh i love it but um the um tim curry's alien just wants to go home really mm. and it's very you're meant to feel very sad for him because he's just like i really want to go home i came here and i thought it'd be different and yeah or, um or et yes that's better go with et that's more ET as well, but no both of those examples work like you like E.T., you're like, you you want to save this cute little alien. You want him to go home. Yay. Whereas Jonah, I'm just like, why are you so evil about it? <laughs> oh, yeah, he is pretty evil. And I didn't know that they could jump. Well, I mean, I did. But, I didn't. you know, it's still a shock when they start jumping around into other people's bodies. Yeah, yeah. And they all start. But that was, again, they don't they don't build things up. All of a sudden, um, Nico's mum, Tina, is suddenly being like, like, like being all Kim Cattrall like and like suddenly I'm a slut. And I'm like, oh, she's possessed by aliens now. Great. OK. <laughs> Let's <go with> this. <laughs> it's, a, it's a confusing season because I guess Joan technically is still one of the big bads for the second half. You just don't realise it. Yeah, it's there. It's yeah. Yeah. It, it, it moves forward in slightly random ways, but it there is like a sense of humor all the way through which i quite like like i get the kids the kids are so gen z they're so sort of like emotionally detached and yet also emotionally engaged at the same time like that weird kind of dichotomy of it um if i was 17 this would be the greatest tv show ever written as far as i'm concerned yeah it's so much better than gossip girl and the stuff we had when was gossip girl when we were teenagers yeah i think it was actually but yeah, it was, it was, it's kind of, Runaways is fun. It's not the most emotionally exhausting of series. Like you're not, you're not like, you're not as involved in it as you maybe are in like Jessica Jones, I find, but I'm, I'm diverted to quote Jane Austen. I'm very diverted by it. Yes. And it has such good links to the, um, the rest of the MCU. Like, I don't know if you noticed the, um, the news network that there, that is featured in, in oh, no, the Runaways it's WHIH, which is in ev- basically in every MCU property. And they also I have love, a lot of- I love American news 
news channels where they're like it's azqih <laughs> i know and i'm i was i spent ages because i was going to bring this up i wrote it in my notes and i spent ages googling to find out what the letters stand for and it's like nothing they stand for nothing so oh, it's just the name of it is it <laughs> it's just this name <laughs> um and it's the I one news network of the mcu yeah really well they use it as well to do um promotional stuff for the films oh really ah. yeah they do like a little tv series with like the mcu news they sort of make it seem like it's really happening that's so fun to have that kind of um yeah it's the that the part of the universe it literally this part of the cinematic universe oh i get it now <laughs> <laughs> i think it would be good to have like a, a the B- daily bugle tv show but because mm. i love the idea of people just sort of running out to get the stories they still don't have any character who seems to have suffered from the the snatch. Was it called the snatch? That's what it's called, isn't it? Or the decimation? No, it's called the snatch. The snatch. <laughs> they've all just, they've all like, the snap or the snatch? It's the snap. <laughs> but I love that you've called it the snatch. <laughs> that's a real yeah. thing. Is that, is that a Freud? That's a Freudian slip, isn't it? <laughs> you want it to be the snatch game. The sna- your snatch game, yeah. <laughs> or just call it the snatch and then just have all the jokes on Twitter about it. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, oh no, the snatch! Ah! It's the snap. No, I know what you mean. It's weird that no one else has been snapped in most of these other MCU properties. Maybe it just hasn't affected the realm of television. If you're in a film, then you get snapped or snatched. If you're in a TV series, then you're safe. I don't know. Maybe yeah, Thanos likes so. TV. It, maybe he does. It would have been interesting though to see how it would infect, infect, affect like stuff like the Marvel Netflix ones, like because mm. it, you know they're much darker and they're in highly densely populated cities. Oh, if it, so, if they got if they got snapped, then they wouldn't sort of flutter away. They'd like I don't know fall apart into pieces, and all the blood would just go everywhere, wouldn't it? It would be a proper explosion of guts. They would. They'd. <laughs> It'd be like like the thing when it bursts out and all like there's like teeth inside his stomach that eat him or something like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'd be disgusting but also it's just like, like i don't know i feel like looking at hell's kitchen it's a very small area but mm. it would be very different if it had lost like half its population i suppose it's hard because a plot device like that that's so devastating if you then put that into say runaways you then have to stop the entire plot and then only address that and then if, if every single Marvel piece of entertainment covers that, it may become a bit overdone and exhausting. Like, um, because the Runaways, they start off season two running away, um, hence the name. But, um, but if, they, if like half of them got snapped, the other half would want to go back to their parents, I would have thought. Or, some, or like Jonah would stop worrying about his alien spacecraft and be like, oh shit, like what's, gonna ha- what's happening now? Um, you know, and... I suppose it's hard if you're a writer and you're like, I don't want to do that. I've got other plans. Do we go into some plots? Go on then. Go through some plots. So we last saw the runaways, as I said, running away. Um, they were framed for the murder of Destiny, who was the woman that the parents sacrificed. And the parents were, they're running away because their parents were working in lead with a big bad alien called Jonah. Um, and he was digging a huge hole in the ground. And I don't think we discovered why in season one, but you do discover why in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but the parents are now against Jonah because they just want their kids back um, and they don't really like how involved the kids are and what's going on with the kids Carolina is secretly meeting Jonah because he is her father and he's teaching her how to use her powers and she's 
she's managing to sneak off very well considering there's only about six of them <laughs> yeah it's true it's not like sneaking out of a party you know, you know i don't think you even see her sneaking off like she's there with them and then the next scene she's with jonah and you go how'd you do that <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's um tele tele telepathy tele teleportation yes that's the one <laughs> It could be either. She could be doing it in her mind with him. Yeah, who knows? She's an alien. She's half alien, so she could have all sorts of different powers here. It's true. Or maybe she is Jonah. It's like Fight Club. Oh my god! And jo- Jonah is Brad Pitt, and she's Edward Norton. Yes. Mm. <laughs> um, Alex is in contact with a guy called Darius, who's a dodgy business associate of Alex's father. And he starts falling in love with, I think it's Darius's sister-in-law called Livy. And she's like a love interest for Alex. And she's nice. She helps him out. And Nico manages to get the staff of one off of her parents. And um, her mum like full on attacks her with, <laughs> as well with that. I was like, <laughs> yeah, go girl. <laughs> but also don't, that's your daughter. Yeah, they all seem to forget that. It's like when they're like, we want our kids back, but they frame them for murder. I don't really know what they're hoping for. I think they do try to address this a little bit in that the parents are all, the parents are sort of part, they're not all kind of aligned. They all want their kids back, but they want to do something else along with it. And there's a sort of spectrum ranging from Tina, who wants to like pretty much cut their legs off to stop them running away again, through to <laughs> Dale and Stacy, who are, you know, they're the goofy ones who are more like, oh, we just love our kids. Oh, I fall over. Oh. That's the one um, I would. <laughs> yeah, I'd align myself with them, definitely. Alex gets betrayed by Darius. Um, however, um, Alex's parents then kill Darius and frame him for the murder of Destiny to get the police off of the runaways. So, like I said, there is this sense of danger. Like, these parents are capable of killing. It's not good. And it's the, it's Alex's mum who shoots him, I think, as well. It's quite dark, really. I, I know you've said, like, there's no blood and guts, but I do think it is... The plot is dark. The visuals might not be. I guess that's yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but you know, this is this is Gen Z watching this. Gen Z are so much more adult than we were when we were their age. So I think I think they can handle this shit, can't they? That's true. I was watching uh, Keenan and Kel at this point. <laughs> Hannah Montana and um, oh. yeah, um, yeah. It was Sabrina. all so much, it was so much more Sabrina, teenage witch. Yes, it was all so much more innocent. It was like the new Sabrina. I don't know if you've seen it. Much darker than the OG. I've watched bits of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they go full on like um, into the fantasy element. Whereas I seem to remember when it was Melissa Joan Hart, it was more about like, okay, I'm going to cast a spell to make myself more popular with the cheerleaders. Yay. Whereas now Gen Z are watching stuff where like parents are killing associates and stuff. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what that says about us and what it says about them, but. <laughs> It's the way the world has gone, hasn't it? That it's I much darker. It is much darker. And we, you know, the kids now are growing up in a world, we were talking about this before we press record, kids now are growing up in a world where they've got um, smartphones and iPads either in their hand or at least in their home. They've got so much access to, to news and to current affairs issues. The awareness amongst younger children around abounds mental health and sex and drugs and things like that is um so much more prevalent like we i remember our pshe lesson on sex was very much the mean girls wear a condom or you will die like that yes. sort of thing you know i don't even remember having a lesson on sex at school actually 
You might not have done. The teachers might have avoided it. I don't think it was actually statutory. It might have been, but I don't think it was. I don't think they had to do it. It was PSHE was just something that they had to say was on the timetable and that was it. Whereas now there's a full on curriculum that they have to follow, which is good. Well, yeah, I remember that. I don't know if you had it, that little bus that came around with the singing giraffe. Did you have that? Did you dream this? No, it was a little giraffe and he used to sing and he kind of taught you a little bit about not sex, but about like body parts and stuff. Uh, oh. He had a song that was about being unique. It sounds a bit confusing. <laughs> it, it was confusing. It reminds me actually now I'm talking about like that sexual harassment panda in South Park. Oh my <laughs> God, like, yes. I don't know why it was a giraffe. It makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't. None of it made sense. I remember there was um, a video we watched. I think it was called Johnny Condom or something like that. And there was just lots of puppet condoms singing a song for ages. And I, I look back and I'm like, God, the education system is broken. It really is. I mean, I'm hoping they get better lessons now. But... I think they do. It's they. It's it's hard to keep up with the changes in technology and the changes and the things that um, children might accidentally or on purpose see through smartphones computers and things like that um that's the hard part is that it's the speed with which things are changing is uh, has increased um yeah. but i think lessons are better there's more there's much more about mental health relationships identifying abuse in relationships and things like that which is so necessary um, that's true and i think tv is better at confronting issues around consent and so on so yes but yeah i guess that's why we've got like runaways does have that darker edge to it even if it's not violent, it's got, you know, um, the suggestion of violence much more than Keenan and Kel. <laughs> much more, yes. The orange soda is not the only thing at stake here. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Jonah takes Carolina to the bottom of his massive hole. Oh, oh, uh, matron. I, <laughs> I can't believe I typed that. Um, down there is, down at the bottom of the hole is his spaceship and his fellow aliens and they're all stuck there. And he wants to get it out but doing so could cause the destruction of the city because of all the earthquakes that are being caught that are being caused from it. This is a very frequent problem I found in Marvel. Mm. The More amount earthquakes. of earthquakes. Yeah, or or like just accident. You know, if we do this, it may destroy the city. We do a good thing could cause a bad thing. Yes. Hashtag shades of grey. Mm. We love it. But, but what was the show? What was the show? I can't remember now. Was it Daredevil or to Defenders, where there was like that? That building, I'm sure it was the Defenders, actually. Defenders with the dragon. Was it yes, a dragon that dragon, was under the building? It was the dragon, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, because they wanted, like, the dragon power or something. But um, that would have destroyed New York City. Yes. Um, I suppose that the one fresh thing about Runaways, we've complained in the past about how it's always New York City. But actually, now we're in LA. Now LA's under, in trouble here, isn't it? Well, yeah, and that's good, though, but not giving us the uh, accurate portrayal of LA that you wanted. No, apparently not, no. Also in the church of Giborim, Gibor, they say Giborim. I keep wanting to say Gibberim, but it that sounds like gibberish, which is... I wanted to say Gibberim as well. It just looks like it should be that way. It should be Gibberim, but they go they go Giborim like that. Um, it's Americans. They say vitamin as well. I know, crazy. And aluminum. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jonah starts to put his plan into action. Um, but this is the halfway point of the season, sort of a bit of a halfway climax. The parents and the runaways band together and they defeat him. Nico, in fact, kills him with her staff of one. 
Um, and Carolina and some of the other runaways, they're a bit upset by this. They think it's a bit too brutal. They're getting a bit scared by the, how the staff of one is potentially a bit controlling over Nico. It's um, it's it's the ring. It's the one ring. Yes. Right. Oh my god, it is. Wait. At this point, you think that they, the parents and the runaways, will reconvene, but they don't. The runaways run away again because <laughs> that's their name. And um, they have to do it now. That's the nickname. They that's it. Yeah. They, they. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you give a label to someone, they will be that label, won't they? That's true. Yeah. Very true. And also, Victor, Stacy, and Tina begin begin behaving oddly. They've become possessed by the alien forces. And by behaving oddly, they're like a Tina becomes like a massive slut. <laughs> but, but I'm here for it. I love that. <laughs> I love that the aliens are more into that than uh, normal people. Yeah, they're alien because um, they're a bit more sexually free, though. Yes, yeah, must be. Um, but they also talk about there being a fourth person. They're like a family. They made me think of. Do you remember that Doctor Who episode with the um, the scarecrows and stuff? And they talk about mother of mine, father of mine, stuff like that. Yes. It's a bit like that, isn't it? There's like a family of them. Yeah, it is. And one of them's super creepy. It's the, the brother, the son, right? He's the creepy one. Yeah, yeah. He's the main one. Um, played by the guy who gets the gold on his head in Game of Thrones. Yes, yes, mm. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they talk about there's a fourth one somewhere. And we're not really quite sure where at this point. Meanwhile, oh, yes, I enjoyed this bit. Leslie, Carolina's mother, who... Um, she wasn't the sort of leader of the Church of Gaborim, but she's kind of realised that it's a massive, crazy cult that should not be. Um, but Frank, Carolina's stepfather, he's now gone full like Charles Manson and um, he sends her to be reconditioned when she tries to break from the church. Um, and she meets her mother, who is called Susan, and also reveals that she's pregnant as well or Susan realized she's pregnant um, and they have this Carolina Nico and Molly have like a big um, rescue mission to go get her and they managed to turn the churches the church congregation against Frank and Susan kind of takes over and they left that one hanging for the next season I assume but I quite enjoyed that bit I quite I was like I always like a story where someone's been um, sort of locked up unnecessarily and they're trying to get out or something a bit of like flowers in the attic you ever read or heard of flowers in the attic Oh, yeah, I, I started reading it not that long ago for the first time, and I was shocked by how different it was from how the title suggested things were going to go. <laughs> no, it's it's quite, it's really silly. Like, it's, it's utterly mental, but um, it's, I don't know, I kind of get into a story about that. Um, and I was, when it, it's a kind of, it, it goes into the sinister aspects of cults, and churches and the sort of very thin line between the two. I would love to know your thoughts on on this. What do you think is the difference between a cult and a religion? It's so hard, isn't it? Like, I, I think it's a really fine line. I would say a cult is where your any kind of element of choice is taken away. As in, if you were to try to leave a, relig a, a religion, Mm. There, you would have that choice. You would have that freedom to say, this is not for me anymore, and you go. A cult does not have that. A cult, you're either forced to stay or manipulated into staying at all times. Um, that, for me, would be a difference. But I, that's, again, very hard to determine um, where, like, whether you are being allowed to leave or whether you're being manipulated into staying or, or what. It's, it's hard. What would you say? No, I think that's a really good way of putting it, actually. And the lack of free will 
mm. free will being stripped from you and maybe also that uniformity being pushed on mm. you i don't know because i don't know that i know many religions where you all have to wear the same thing and look the same way there might be certain there's religions where they ask for certain dress codes and stuff aren't there but yeah, yeah. a cult a cult tends to end up with um yeah uniformity in the way you dress and the way you act and and that doesn't it um and you find that cults tend to be led by sort of one person that everyone is do oh, i say that and then catholicism has the pope doesn't it um <laughs> <laughs> but then it, i think catholicism like it, that has the uniformity with the what sort of cardinals and priests wear and things like that but it doesn't ask the congregation to wear that does it so it no you know. so i would say this is a cult <laughs> oh yeah this is the church of gaborum is 100 a cult <laughs> i mean they've literally locked her up to be reconditioned that's yeah but then some religions do that but it's not part of it's not something that the actual leaders of that religion would endorse. Whereas uh, it's something that like a certain um, denomination or a certain, or one particular church has decided to do, or maybe a, some kind of person in power. Whereas um, a cult, it's like, it's like written in the scripture or something, I guess. Hmm. It's hard, hmm. isn't it? Have you watched um, on Netflix, they got the series explained. Um <laughs> where they have like sort of 20 minute documentaries about different things. There's one about cults and they interviewed oh. someone who got out of a cult. Um, and it's, it's so powerful. I know someone on Instagram who escaped from a cult. Um, really? Yeah. And she was basically in the cult told that she was like, her duty was to become like a man's help meet and a mother and all that malarkey. Mm. And now she's uh, free and living her best life as a lesbian. Amazing. Like, yeah. But it's so hard if you, because they, I think cults prey upon young people who might get disenfranchised. It's a form of radicalization, isn't it? It's um, mm. it's um, preying upon people who might either be bored or have no direction. Um, and it's, it's such a, it's such a manipulation, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. I've not met a cult in personally um, or knowingly. So I don't know what it would be like, but I think I myself quite lucky knowingly <laughs> knowingly yeah now. I might have, you know how you might you might I might have met someone who's a member of a cult but not they haven't happened to share that information with me oh I see I thought you meant maybe you were unknowingly a member yeah <laughs> well I signed up to Majestic Wine Club I don't think that counts no I don't know depends what they ask you to do later they start asking me to uh, give a sample of blood or come to meetings on a regular basis and yeah maybe I'll maybe I'll sign off of that one carolina um also meets a, a a weird person called zavin um and zavin is a woman who reveals that she is her alien betrothed and that they must marry how would you feel if someone just came up to you and said that it's um i'd be horrified it reminds me of the good place where they get like set up with their soulmates in the first series yes it is like that isn't it yeah anyway that's a lot to take in for her meanwhile chase is sort of switch sides he started working with his parents but he says he doesn't want his friends to get harmed as if that's gonna as if they're gonna comply with that one um and the whole series ends with a really big chase um and it finishes with Ca chase carolina and janet are captured by the possessed parents they're captured by victor tina and stacy dale gert's dad flees with gert and old lace as well 
because they've been really sick. They got like sprayed something and were ill for a while. And then it's left hanging a bit like season one where it sort of just finishes. This just finishes as well. So it leaves a lot of things hanging for season three. Yes, which is interesting because um, Zavin, as you were talking about, in the um, comics, she's a scroll. Scroll? Yes. Oh, like, like a, a talking a talking scroll? Like a scroll, like skull, but with an R in the middle. I, was, I thought you meant a scroll as in S-C-R-O-L-L, like a... That would be amazing. She'd be like that little clip. That yeah, yeah the, word. The, the paper clip on Microsoft Word, yeah, but a yeah. scroll. <laughs> she, um, I think it, it was a bit like in humans on Earth. They, you know, they were granted deviations with the Zartans, uh, mm-hmm. and they tried to invade Earth, but they didn't because of the Asgard. Okay. <laughs> and then they, um, they stayed on Earth and shape shifted into trees. They shape shifted into trees. Yes, they became That's one cute. with. The environment which is very nice isn't it that's cute i love that mm, yep <laughs> <There's> that, <one. laughs> uh, that sounds like it, a, a, a crazy complicated story i know i was wondering how they were gonna bring it out on the you know bring it into <laughs> <laughs> how do you weave that one in yeah yeah casually they could do like um when well, they kind of did it already but like a sort of jeffrey hallows puppet show i think they avoided going too complicated with that one it sounds like that storyline has a great deal of crossover with like what's happening in the films and in other tv series as well and they i think they like a bit of crossover but not too much because they don't they can't guess how much the how much the runaways audience has watched other things i suppose Mm. and they do kind of date it if you think about it because they've got wakanda in there and it feels like it's after the events of Black Panther, but before the events of Infinity War. Uh, okay. Do you think the Church of Gibberim, Gibberim? Gibberish. <laughs> Gibberim is inspired by Scientology. Oh, God, yeah. Or any kind of cult. But I think Scientology is the ultimate cult with that, isn't it? Yes. I, I shouldn't have said their name because I realise that they're very um, on it sometimes. So if we Oh, my God, we're going to mysteriously disappear. Well, you know what? I said this. I wrote an article once like mm. a really small article and i used the word scientology in it and i got like a cease and desist <laughs> really <laughs> yeah they were really not into it it was about um an episode of friends mm. where joey he just makes a little joke like about how he's trying to get to the ninth level of like the church when he's in the yes you know, days of our lives world mm. um and I was like, oh, the secret Scientology reference you'd never noticed before in Friends. And they were mm. not here for it. They were not impressed by that. Oh. They were not. They were like, how dare you? And I was like, how very interesting. Probably not going to reply to this. But yes, so I thought that was quite interesting. I've got that. I guess the whole thing with this one is about family, isn't it? Different kinds yeah. of family. Chosen family. And working out what your chosen family should be. Because... You get the sense that the kids had a wonderful upbringing and very loving parents, but it's the discovery that their parents are not good people or not wholly good people. Um, and then I guess it's, you could say that the series is a whole sort of al- allegory, allegory, allegory or allegory, one of those, um, mm. for that process of realising that your parent is not someone to put always put on a pedestal. They're, they are still flawed. They are still people with their own insecurities and that uh, they're still human beings at the same, just like you are, I suppose. What did you think of Topher? I 
found that yeah he was the one who claimed he'd been thrown out by his parents but he hadn't had he Mm. he'd actually was harmful to them that was interesting I suppose again it connects up to not assuming that people are all good when they say they are like that kind of gradual discovery that um there's the gradual discovery that their parents are not good people but the gradual discovery that if someone comes up to you and is like i believe in your cause that might not also that might not automatically mean that there's someone you want on your side yes i suppose i think there's that and it's interesting that it happened to molly mostly who is the youngest of all she's meant to be a lot younger than the others isn't she mm. um in fact she's 14 and she turns 15 during the series because they have a quinceanera for her so um so yeah um yeah, it was interesting. I don't. I feel like they didn't use him a lot. He kind of disappeared after a while, didn't he? Do you want to know something interesting? Well, you can try and guess. What do you think he is in the comic books? A scroll. No, I love that you know this word now, so you're going to use it all the time. <laughs> He's a vampire. Is he? Oh my god, amazing! But they have vampires in the MCU. When we got yeah, the they, MCU. Do, they do, they do, but they don't seem to bring them into film shit. I wonder if it's like they're like it's too far, even though it's it's not really because they're kind of on par with everything else going on. So they'll have they'll have like half the characters get snapped, but vampires too silly, far too silly. We'll have these in, these crazy infinity stones, but vampires preposterous. <laughs> I want them to bring in the vampires because it would be so much fun. But no, I think vampires have been ruined by Twilight. I think they've ruined vampires for good. They really have, but yeah, they've kind of had a resurgence of vampires um, mm. with Midnight Mass and um, American Horror Story. There's been a few bits and bobs. True, true. But I think the, the people went through a phase where vampires were like so cool and sexy because there was also True Blood and the Vampire Diaries and stuff like that. So maybe mm, they think people are a bit over vampires now. You can have some vampire stuff, but you can't, you know, put it to the forefront of things. Um, in the same they are way. rebooting, aren't they? True Blood, or have I made that up? Are they? I've never watched it. Never watched an episode of it. No, I haven't seen it either. My vampires came to me in the form of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but ah, uh, another vampire, yeah, yeah. Yes, I like her. Like they seem like the most classic vampires. They turn to dust when you stake them. They're evil. They take more from the sort of vampiric folklore, whereas now um vampires are you know they're sexy <laughs> yeah they are i guess they could represent like stis in a weird way they do though don't they that that's what yeah. dracula is all about yeah so maybe that's why they're so sexy mm. yeah because Dr- dracula bites women um and victorians were worried about women being infected with lack of morals or slash syphilis and the bite marks are meant to represent syphilis pop marks aren't they that's what I was taught at university anyway. <laughs> at university? What course was that? It was literature at the Fantasy Ecla, is what it was. The end of the century literature. So we did war- we did that. We did the Time Machine. We did Oscar Wilde. It was a great course. It was really complicated, though. I think I maybe didn't go for that one because the name scared me. I should have given it a go. It was it was good, but it, it was it was quite difficult actually. I didn't get a very good mark. There were some bits where I, I just thought when it, when we went into aestheticism, I couldn't struggle with that one. Found that very hard. Like, who's your favourite character from the Runaways? I like. Oh, who do I like? I like Nico. Mm-hmm. I think she's one who is she. It's I watch her the most because I like how 
she wants to be so much more powerful and free but she's the staff of one is like i said it's like the one ring it's like it's it's sort of taking it's gradually taking possession she buries it at one point she gets she she's like no more i can't take it and um and i think she's the one with the most controlling parent as well like the yeah. um the most the parent that you like the least which is tina i think um and i'm all, i'm a sucker for an underdog like battling against some evil higher up person you know so um i think her but i like i like gert and molly as well especially gert i think gert's i feel like everyone's a little bit got a bit of gert in them with you know, a bit of sort of um <laughs> a disenfranchisement with the patriarchy you know that old chestnut so well, i'm glad you said those ones because what i was going to say was it's very interesting that it's the most super powered people in the group are the girls True, yeah, because Chase and Alex don't have superpowers, do they? No. That is interesting. I mean, they've got, they're both very smart. And the girls outnumber the boys in the group. They do. So we've got, like, Nico with the magic, Carolina with the alien stuff, Gert with the dinosaur awesomeness, mm. Molly's got the super strength. I think it's, like, yeah, I don't know. They just seem very cool. It's, like, mm. compared to the rest of the Marvel Universe so far, we've not had many all girl team well, we've not had any all girl team ups really we haven't had any all girl ones but this is the first time we've seen the girls outnumber the boys unlike yes. say the avengers where it's like black widow representing 50 percent of the world's population <laughs> she's doing her best yeah. she's a very relatable woman obviously so it's it's great let's bet we're all just like her yeah <laughs> yeah but um I just thought that was quite an interesting little. Who's who would say is would you say is your favourite? I would say Carolina probably just because she she's not because I want to hang out with her or anything, mm. but her story is very interesting. Yeah, her relationship with Jonah is very compelling. Um, I think it's also good to she she's very very like conventionally attractive, but like yeah. a nice person as well, and there's. N- there's never been although she was sort of friends with some like horrible girls at school there's never been a trajectory of her being like oh my goodness I was a bad person like she's always been kind of a good person and I think yeah that's so true yeah and I think there's more of a push now for um I think we talked about this in our Spider-Man episode um about how when you represent teenagers you're showing them as good people rather than showing the bullies and overcoming the bullies and that sort of thing um and yeah, I think that's quite nice. Yeah, I mean, what do they call it? Pretty privilege or pretty... Mm. I can't remember what they call it. There's like a thing, isn't there, where if someone's more beautiful, you tend to give them a harder time sometimes or you tend to assume they're going to be evil. I always find it really annoying when someone's beautiful and talented and really nice. What, in real life? Yeah, I don't Ugh, know why. Yeah, and clever, yeah. Yeah, but just so lovely. And you're like, what the hell is your problem? Stop being nice to me. And there's got to there's got to be a um, there's got to be something wrong. There's always yeah. got to be something wrong. That like has this cannot possibly be. <laughs> perfection is not you know because I don't warm to perfection, but I know that's my own problem. So it's it's interesting that I've I've I like Carolina more than mm. some other characters. Yeah, I think yeah. it shows growth. Yeah, I think yeah, growth in yourself. <laughs> Would you like a quiz which tells you which two characters from Marvel's Runaways match your personality? Of course I would. Nothing more. (laughs) It's what you've been begging for all your life. Every day. (laughs) Okay, so first of all, you need to choose somewhere in California to visit. And your choices are 
San Francisco, Malibu, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, Palm Springs, Monterey, or Joshua Tree National Park? Oh, okay. I was going to say San Francisco, but now I want to go to this Joshua Tree. That sounds nice. Yeah. I've never it's heard like of a sort it of, It's like a, like a retreaty kind of thing. I think people go there for like spas and stuff like that. A bit like Palm Springs, but less populated, I think. I don't like, I don't like spas. I thought it was going to be for hikes, you know? I think there are hikes also, but like spary hikes, like nice hikes. All right. Okay. I'll go for a spa hike. I could do that. Okay. Choose a superpower now. Um, telepathy, strength, shape-shifting, flight, healing, or time travel. Now we've talked about the evil connotations of certain superpowers before. Hang on. You're trying to second guess this quiz now, aren't you? No, I'm trying to sort of second guess myself. I'm like, don't do anything <laughs> evil. Life's too short. Um, Shape shifting could be quite fun. Mm, I've, not done so. that. I've not done that before. <laughs> if you ran away from home, what's the one thing you would take with you? Snacks, photos of your friends and family, your favorite book, a laptop but you can't access the internet extra clothes or your family pet the pet obviously i would take dennis <laughs> i can I hear him every now and then right now <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know that might be the baby snoring that you can hear that too it's hard to tell the difference they're very similar um okay now we've got to choose a tv character to take to prom but um i know i i don't know if you've watched all of i don't probably haven't watched all of these but we'll go for it anyway we've got Jesus Adams Foster or Jesus Adams Foster from the Fosters, Blair Waldorf from Gossip Girl, Seth Cohen from the OC, Cheryl Blossom from Riverdale, Nathan Scott from One Tree Hill, or Elena from One Day at a Time. Do any of those ring a bell to you? I don't know. None of those shows. I know of Gossip Girl, so I will take I will take the Gossip Girl. That's the only one I would know as well, yeah. Um, yeah I feel like I've let myself down in the 90s I wasn't tuning into stuff I was uh, you know what I haven't watched Gossip Girl either but I'm just more aware of it I think than all the other ones people um, love One Tree Hill though you know I know people were obsessed with it yeah and the OC I can't remember which one of those two it is it's one of those two I think it's One Tree Hill and there's like a clip that keeps being shared as a gif and it's like mm. someone's about to have you know a heart transplant and someone comes in with their heart in a box and they, they drop it and a dog takes it. Uh. takes it. And they're just, it does one of those very dramatic endings where everyone's staring at each other angrily and you're like, what is this? This can't dum, be dum, real. Dum. <laughs> it feels if, like I, if, I, if I was 14, I would have loved it. <laughs> it's the sort of drama that I can get behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if there was no other option, which runaways adult would you team up with? And the choices are Tina, uh, Frank, Leslie, Jeffrey, Janet, or Dale. Jeffrey? Uh, choose a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man Homecoming, Captain America the First Avenger, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, or Iron Man? Ragnarok. Ragnarok. And finally, choose something important from Marvel's Runaways. The Staff of One, Carolina's Powers, The Church of gibberish pride <laughs> chases fistigons or the underground mansion oh um i am gonna do the staff of one staff of one staff of what oh my god you're daring it is important you are gert yorks and old lace you're a what? combo that is a combo in a hole <laughs> like gert you 
Like Gert, you lead with your head instead of your heart. And like Old Lace, you're incredibly loyal. You're someone who would put your own life on the line if it meant protecting your closest friends. While you're often misunderstood, you have a good heart. A giant's heart, in fact. I mean, being all like being like a dinosaur is pretty cool. Okay. It's a really random quiz. I'm like, why two characters? Why are you combining two? That's so random. <laughs> they do that a lot now on BuzzFeed as well, I've noticed. It's like, you're a combination of this Disney character and this MCU character and so on and so forth. It's a consumerist society. One is not enough. We must have two. You must be Belle and four at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In fact, we should find that for the next quiz, one of those Disney MCU combos, because they're quite funny. Go on, we'll fight, we'll do that. We'll do that on the next one. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to try and find out who you are? I'll try and I'll do quickly do it. So uh somewhere in California, I'll go with Joshua Tree because it's the only one that I haven't been to. So oh, I can look at you. I know, well traveled, yeah. Um <laughs> superpower. I quite like to fly. I think that'd be really fun. Um if you ran away from home, what would I take? I'd take extra clothes. Um, a TV character. I'm going to go with Blair Waldorf, just for familiarity. Um, and which runaways would I team up with? I'm actually going to go with Janet, because I know she's a bit downtrodden, but she's probably the most morally reliable <laughs> of all of them. That's fair. That's a good reason to pick her. A cinematic universe movie. I'm going to go with Black Panther. I think I like that one the most out of those. Um and something important. I want the underground mansion. I want to live there. Looks so nice. Oh my god, I'm Gert York's and old lace as well. <laughs> but I chose oh, completely no. different answers. It's one of those random quizzes where the only answer is that one. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe that's the only answer. Well, at you least we know that we're Joshua both tree. half dinosaur. We both picked Joshua Tree and we both picked Blair Waldorf. Maybe those are the only two questions that matter. They are. <laughs> uh, the most important well there we go and where are you ranking runaways in your world it's it's enjoyable it's nothing spectacular what are my favorite let me check what my favorite tv series are let me check my note <laughs> i thought you were gonna be like let me check with whoever it is controlling me let me check cult, cult. <laughs> oh no i didn't note it down lol um okay so because I think my favourite is Jessica Jones. Second favourite... It's probably in my top three, actually. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's my third favourite after Daredevil. Daredevil, I'll put second. I'll put Runaways third. Because I quite like it. I quite like... Um, it's quite escapist. It's quite daft sometimes. And sometimes that's good for the health. It's such a shame that Agent Carter didn't do any more series that kind of veered off the rails because I think that would have been a good favourite one for us both yeah it ruined itself with that second series the first series was pretty good but the second one was just bonkers um, and a bit naff wasn't it we have another series next um, we are going to be saying goodbye to the Punisher the Punisher or I, sh I should say so many farewells it's like the snapshot of TV at the moment maybe that's what that's why the characters aren't disappearing from the snap is because the TV series are all disappearing. It must be that. So sorry. She's just not a fan of um, TV shows being taken off the air. Kaylee's baby is currently making gurgling sounds, evidently. <laughs> She's not happy about us going back to Netflix. No. But we're going to no. do it anyway, so you're going to have to deal with it, baby. You're going to have to go on the dark journey with me into the world of The Punisher. I'm the sorry. dark, dark, yeah. dark 
very dark journey. You've been listening to an episode of The Marvel Version. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can tweet us at The Marvel Version. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune into the next fact filled episode. <laughs>